Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin the 13th chapter of the book of Mark. In the middle of Jesus' last week in Jerusalem, leading up to the crucifixion, Jesus takes a moment to pull back the veil into the future and teach his disciples about what is going to happen to the beautiful city of Jerusalem and the temple that stood there. We'll just get into the introduction in the first four verses this week, and for the sake of time, we're going to let Pastor Jim get right to it. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, When Will These Things Be? Now, first Jesus told them the temple's going to be destroyed. No question about what he meant by that. It happened exactly as he said in A.D. 70 when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem. The idea of the total destruction of the temple physically went even a step further than what he had said earlier that afternoon when he had told them in Matthew 23 He'd wept over the spiritual condition of of Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who sent to her. I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. Matthew 23, 38. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. He's saying, I'm I'm turning away from you. But it's going to be more than just this spiritual thing. This whole temple, the, the core of the existence of the life of Israel... It's going to be obliterated. So the disciples says, say, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? He was teaching them of the far-reaching significance of the rejection of the Messiah by the leaders of Israel. And they were starting to come on, uh, to catch on. The question about the sign of your coming and the end of the age, they assumed that the destruction of the temple was going to be a prelude to the Messiah's return to consummate that age and to bring the kingdom to earth. Well, yeah, that's the way it happened. They just didn't know about a great big gap of time in between them. Jesus didn't deny a relationship about between those two events. He just said, there's going to be a long time that you don't know about, that you don't know about, that has to be fulfilled. Remember the thinking of the disciples. They supposed that the kingdom of God was going to come immediately. So, again, words mean things. When the disciples said, when will these things be, it was said in the context of their expectation that it's going to be somewhere in the range of between Emid and Itli, immediately. So what did they mean by that question? They meant tomorrow? I mean, we thought it was going to be the day you came in. And then there was that clearing the temple thing. Don't get me wrong, Jesus, we liked those healings. That was cool. Uh, oh, hey, watching you slam dunk the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Herodians and then that silly scribe. Oh, hey, we love that. But, uh, you know, I mean, okay, we've waited a couple days now. 
You mean it might be the next day? Maybe, maybe the Passover? Well, that's a cool idea. Yeah, okay. We could wait until then. Well, wait a minute. That's a Sabbath. Maybe, maybe Saturday, maybe the, the day after the Passover when the sun sets on, on Saturday. And, and surely you wouldn't make us wait all the way through the, the whole seven days of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, would you? See, their mindset is immediately. And they're starting to catch on. Well, it didn't happen when he walked in on the donkey, when he rode in on the donkey. So when's this going to be? That's what prompted this sermon. Now, what were their expectations? This is interesting. I'm indebted to some people that have dug a whole lot deeper than I have and culled out the things that can give us a pretty good idea of what the Jews had in the time of Jesus as their expectation of the end times. But you can't fully understand the questions until you understand the mindset of the people who were answering, who were asking the questions. Um, they had this as yet limited understanding of what Jesus had taught. And they're putting together all their hopes, all their trust, mustering up their faith. They really want to follow Him, and they're trying to put it together. Now, understand, too, not just their immediate expectations, but there's a broader expectation. The Jews of Jesus' day were tired of being under the domination of pagan oppressors. Since the deportation of the northern tribes, when, when the Assyrians came and took them in 722 B.C., through the deportation of the southern tribes when they were taken by the Babylonians in 586 B.C. And Israel's off in captivity for, uh, for, for 70 years. Then some were allowed to return, or they were allowed to return. Some did return under, under Ezra and, and Nehemiah. And you've got the Old Testament closing with that, uh, in, in, in that era, the post-exilic era. But Israel was never fully independent after they were taken into captivity. It was a succession, Assyrians, Babylonians, Medo-Persians, eventually the Greeks, finally the Romans who had controlled and possessed Israel. Now they were, they were given a certain amount of autonomy. They had kind of this um, peaceful coexistence relationship with, with Rome. As long as the taxes flowed in properly, the, the Romans would kind of leave them alone to be on their own because they knew that it was a problem to mess with the Jews. But in, in their thinking, that was part of what they wanted about the kingdom. We're going to be free. We're not going to have anybody over us. And, you know, there were some among them in that day who had always so strongly seen themselves as being their own people, in their spirits they never gave in to that concept of the foreign domination. As a matter of fact, there were some who lived in a political fantasy land in which they practiced spectacular collective denial of reality. On one of Jesus' earlier visits to the temple, some of the Jews had even said to him, and this is recorded in John 8.33, they said to him, We are Abraham's offspring 
and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. Really? Ever read that Bible stuff? You ever heard of a place called Egypt? Or Assyria? Or Babylon? Or, and, and who do you have to pay those odious taxes to? See, some of it, that, that, that was such a, a strong part of the mindset of many of them. So here's an important thing to understand. In the time of Jesus, they had a pretty well-defined system of beliefs about the predicted events that God had promised and how they were going to unfold. And as I said, I thank the Lord for those that have called out a lot of stuff beyond what I have done, but they've put together a list of nine facets of, you might call it, Jewish eschatology in the time of Jesus. What was the Jews' mindset about the end times? What, what, was, what was yet to come? They knew about a Messiah. They knew about a kingdom. They knew about heaven. There were a lot of things. Well, here they are. I'll just give them to you in, in short order, and this will help you grasp it when we pick it up next time. Number one, they believed that the coming of Messiah was going to happen, and they believed that it would be preceded by a terrible time of tribulation. Well, they thought they were living through that time of tribulation. Now, do you see a connection with what we know with further revelation? There is a terrible time, a very intense time of tribulation before the Messiah comes the second time. But understand, they, they, they had that mindset. Secondly, in the midst of that tumultuous tribulation, they believed that there would appear a forerunner who would be the herald of the Messiah, and he would come in an Elijah-like way. Wow, that's pretty good. Why, you'd think maybe they'd read Malachi, a couple of other books in the Old Testament. That's why so many people got so excited about John the Baptist. And you got to be able to sort out the relationship between John the Baptist and the promise of Elijah coming and then the kingdom not coming. That's a whole other issue. Another thing they believed was that the Messiah's appearance would come after the herald, as Jesus came after John the Baptist, and, that, and they believed that at that time he would establish his kingdom age of glory and he would vindicate and set free Israel. Why? They supposed that the kingdom of God was going to come immediately. Number four in this list, they said there would be an alliance of many nations to fight against the Messiah. They believed, quite correctly, that when Messiah comes to set up his kingdom, that mankind would temporarily interrupt all their other warfare to unite to fight against the Messiah. Well, is that a correct biblical expectation? Yes, but they'd never read the book of Revelation. Why didn't they read the book of Revelation? It hadn't been written yet. They didn't know about the big interval while the king was away. Battle of Armageddon. They had a belief that fit that, but they didn't know the time. Number five, the next event in their system of eschatology of, uh, in Jesus' day is the destruction of those nations which fight against the Messiah. Hey, how does it go for the nations of the world at the Battle of Armageddon? 
slain by the sword that proceeds from his mouth. The blood flows throughout all of Israel. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.